Hi, I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 33, and today I'm going to be talking about starting unschooling. We've been homeschooling for 23 years now, and we started off all those years ago as unschoolers. Uh, The reason we did that was because we were surrounded by people who were unschooling, which seems rather remarkable all that time ago, that yes, we were on the cutting edge of homeschooling. But it didn't take us very long to get distracted. I didn't really understand the unschooling process very well. And I heard a lot of different ideas about homeschooling. And yes, we went off on a lot of sidetracks before we finally made our way back to unschooling quite a long time ago. And when we got back to unschooling, I didn't actually realize what we were doing. I just used to tell people that we homeschooled doing things our own way. We read a lot of books, we did a lot of talking together, went on outings, spent lots of time doing things we enjoyed. And it wasn't until I read Susie Andres' books that I realized that what we were doing could be described as unschooling. So how did we get to unschooling? What we did was we threw out all the things that weren't working for us one by one until we came to a situation that we were very happy with. I stopped forcing my children to do all those things that other people told us were important. I stopped making them produce work that they weren't interested in just so I could put it into a folder to show the homeschooling registration Um, authorized person when she came to visit. Instead, we started focusing on our relationships. We stopped worrying about other people's expectations and what other people were doing. And yes, I started to listen to my children. But things didn't happen overnight. It was a gradual process. And we never actually sat down and I didn't say to my children, I think we're going to unschool. I didn't really consider unschooling, even though I'd done just a little bit of reading about it, and it sounded in some ways very attractive, just letting children do what they want to do. I thought, well, I'll get up every morning and we'll just do what we want, and I won't have to worry about anything, probably won't have to do much at all. Uh, I didn't really understand the process at all. I just thought it was um, something that you did when you didn't want to take the time to write a curriculum or to find resources for your children or to work with them. I, I thought it was a lazy way of homeschooling and I was totally wrong. And then when I found out that we were unschooling, I had to change all my ideas about unschooling because what we were doing wasn't a lazy way of unschool, of homeschooling at all. So yes, I didn't get up one morning and say to my children, Today we're going to start unschooling, and this is what we're going to do. But I have heard that that's exactly what other people have done. They've done some research, read books, read blogs, and they're not happy with the way 
they are currently homeschooling and so they decide that they're going to unschool. How do they go about it? Do they just get up one morning and announce to their children, we're going to unschool and this is what how we're going to do it. Maybe a mother will say, from now on, you're going to follow all your own interests. That's what your work is going to be. You can choose whatever you want to do. And I wonder what a child would think if a parent said that you can do whatever you want to do. Whatever you want to do, anything in the whole world. It seems to me that that's a rather overwhelming thing to think about. What do I want to do? Especially if a child has been used to being told what to do. The whole turn around and then have to decide for themselves what they want to do. It's a big step. Maybe a parent will be very disappointed if their child just gives them a blank look and doesn't start rattling off a long list of things that they would like to do. Maybe parents imagine that their children are going to get very excited, that they're going to grab their pencils, dive into their books, ask a lot of questions. Yes, be very excited about the fact that they are now going to be unschooled. I remember the first time we were unschooling, when we first started out on our homeschooling journey, I expected my children to produce wonderful projects. I'd read about other unschoolers and their children seemed to be so excited about everything and they were producing a lot of wonderful work, asking lots of questions doing fantastic things that no one would expect them to be doing. And my children weren't doing anything of the kind. And I wondered why. Why weren't my children um, so excited about learning? Why didn't they dive in and fill the walls up with all these wonderful diagrams and pictures? Why weren't they making things like the children I read about? Why wasn't unschooling working for us? And that's probably one of the reasons that I we didn't continue unschooling in the beginning, although I did discover one secret before we moved off along the Charlotte Mason and other pathways. And that was that we have to get excited about learning to parents. We have to get involved, enrich our children's environment, provide some sort of example of learning for them and tempt them with lots of learning opportunities. I don't think my children could see the possibilities and I had to share that vision with them. And maybe it's the same when children start unschooling at a later age. They've been used to being told what to do and all of a sudden the world is out there, the big world, and it's just too much. They don't know where to start. They need some help, some guidance, some offering of possibilities until they find their own way. children need time to adjust to a new way of doing things? Do they need some encouragement to start following their interests? And does it take time for trust to build up between parents and children? I think unschooling is a whole new way of looking at things and it affects the way we live our lives. It's a big step and I think it does take time for parents and children to actually adjust to to this step. 
maybe parents have to trust that given time, their children will start following their own interests with a little bit of encouragement and time. They will actually start following their own pathways. In the meantime, it can be very difficult for parents to have that trust to say, well, it's going to happen. All I have to do is wait. I can imagine a lot of parents saying, come on, you've got to learn something. What do you want to learn? And to start questioning their decision to unschool if nothing fantastic is starting to happen pretty quickly. I wonder if asking our children what they would like to learn about is too confrontational. It might sound like we're applying pressure. Come on, you've got to learn something. Maybe instead of jumping in with questions like this, we could begin just by relaxing with our children. Just enjoy being with our children. Uh, Watch a few movies together. Read some books. Play some games. Go on a few outings. Do some craft. Take lots of time to talk. Just have some fun together. Concentrate on building up our relationships. I know that my relationships with my children were really suffering when we were doing structured homeschooling. As I said, I often put other people's expectations ahead of my children, which resulted in a lot of hurt. So maybe one of the first things to do is to work on those relationships so that we build up trust with our children. While we're doing this, we could be doing all those things that we always meant to do. I always had a big long list of things that I used to want to do with my children when we'd done the serious business of homeschooling. We'll do this when we've done all the work, I would say. But of course, that never happened. The work was never ending. And all those things that I really would would have enjoyed doing with my children got put aside day after day after day. We never actually got there. I wonder if you know the sort of things I'm talking about. So maybe some of those things are good things to actually start doing once the decision to unschool has been made. Doing things with our children. I wonder also if it's important that parents get excited about their own learning. That, yes, as I said earlier, to be an example of learning, to share their own passions so that children see what learning is all about. I know that whenever I'm involved in any, with any of my interests, my children are always very eager to know what I'm doing. They watch over my shoulder and quite often they want to have a go at what I'm doing as well. And in this way, for example, my daughter Sophie has taken up Photography, that has become one of her passions after she observed me doing photography. I redesigned my blogs. Of course, Sophie then wanted to redesign hers. And then after her, Imogen wanted to redesign hers as well. Yes, um, children are always watching. Uh, I don't think it's enough to say, I want you to learn. I think we have to learn as well. We have to unschool if we want our children to unschool. We have to continue wanting to learn and to grow. We have to take an interest in everything around us. We have to get very excited about learning. Maybe we've spent time with our children. We've 
done a lot of interesting things with them. We have tempted them with learning experiences and shared our own with them. And maybe they're still not doing what we consider anything of value. They're maybe just sitting in front of the computer every day playing games or watching the television. Maybe we're not happy with the way unschooling is going. We didn't intend for our children to spend all day in front of the screen. This is not what we had in mind when we decided that they could follow their interests and their passions. And what do we do about that? Maybe it's just a case that the television and the computer are a novelty, that a child previously was restricted in their use of these screens, and now that they're allowed to do what they like, they're catching up, and they're enjoying some time doing what they would like to do for a change. And maybe their usage of computers and television will decrease over time as the novelty wears off, or maybe it won't. I actually don't mind the television and the computer. We don't actually watch a lot of television, but we do watch DVDs. And I Chromecast a lot of videos off YouTube onto our television. I guess the difference between television and the way we do things is that I'm in control. Well, we're, we're all in control. We, we don't stick to the TV schedule. We go looking for things that we would like to watch, and we watch them in our own time. But still, it's screen time. Our children have a computer each, and they're allowed to use their computer for as long as they like, when they like. My children have done some fantastic things on the computer. There are so many wonderful opportunities for learning because of their computers and the software programs and the collaboration that they're able to do with other people or the online groups, things that they can get involved with. So I really don't mind the computer. But I have to admit that my children don't spend all their hours on the computer or the television. They do other things, a lot of other things. They go outside, they exercise, they do craft, they draw, they read books, they cook. There's so many different things they do. Music, play the piano, they sing. I think this is because I'm interested in a lot of different things as well. And I have a very good relationship with my children. Not only do I trust them, they trust me, and they're very open to new experiences. They will listen whenever I make suggestions. They like spending time with me. If I suggest that we close our computers and we go outside for a run, or we take a walk up to the village and have ice cream, or maybe go on a picnic, or maybe read a book together, they consider these options seriously. Yes, they would, they would rather do things with me as a family than spend time alone on the computer. So I, yes, I don't have any trouble with the computer. But what if my children did sit at the computer all day long? Is that valuable learning? I think sometimes a child's idea of what's valuable and a parent's idea, they are two different things. Maybe one option is to sit next to a child who's on the computer or who is watching something on the television and share the experience with them. Find out what excites the child about the game or the television program. Discuss whatever the child is watching on the television. It soon turns into a very rich learning experience when we get involved with it. And I'm always amazed at what my children are actually doing on the computer. Even a game, I've come to realize teaches children a lot of skills. And I think that if we're willing to sit next to children and share 
what they're learning, the things that they are doing, they're more inclined to listen to us and to want to join in with what we're doing or what we are suggesting. If we see the value in their work, they're more willing to have a close look at what we're suggesting to see if there is any, they think there's any value in it. I also wonder if the type of activity a child is doing on the computer determines whether a parent thinks it's valuable or not. We spend a lot of time on the computer writing. Writing is a valuable activity. I think most people would agree with that. Playing computer games isn't seen as so valuable. So I think that coming to trust a child's interests, that they are valuable to the child, is a big step for a parent. Trust. It's a big thing. Do we trust that our children are going to learn all they need to know when they need to know it? Can we trust the unschooling process? Can we trust our own children? I do trust my own children. I guess that we've been unschooling a long time and I have seen the fruits of unschooling, the close relationships, the love between family members, as well as the development of each child. And although I don't like to talk about unschooling in terms of academic success, children who do want to go on and do academic subjects, say at university, are able to succeed. Yes, they do gain the skills they need to go to university and to fulfill their dreams. Of course, not all children will want to do this. I think that this is one of the most wonderful things about unschooling, is accepting each child for his or herself, valuing their individual talents and then their individual choices and dreams that come from that. We don't have to make our children be the people we think they should be. We just accept them for who they are, trusting that they will find their place in the world, they will develop their talents, they will go on to be able to earn money of their own, live a life of their own. And because I already have a number of adult children, I've been able to see that that is true. That's what happens. And so for me, it's a lot easier than from someone who is just starting out as unschoolers. But I think that if people are just starting out, one of the good things they can do is do a lot of reading about unschooling, about the unschooling process, about how, how it works, about other unschoolers. What have they been able to achieve? How have their children developed? And to ignore, I guess, the negative things that people say about unschoolers. Yeah, there are negative things on the internet about unschooling. But to step over all that, there is loads of wonderful blogs and books about unschooling. So getting informed about unschooling, meeting up with other unschoolers, whether it's in real life or online, joining a few groups so that parents can ask questions, they can observe unschooling in action, that their concerns and worries can be supported, they can gain information. I think these are all good things that parents can do when they make the decision to unschool. A few other things to consider might be, why did we want to unschool in the first place? What was wrong with the way we were homeschooling previously? For us, Oh, our relationships were suffering. I didn't want to be shouting at my children every day. That was enough to go looking for something else. 
And though, I, as I said, I didn't find unschooling, I did stop doing all those things one by one, which were causing conflict in our family. And then we did arrive naturally at unschooling. And that is one way of doing things. And maybe people that are consciously making the decision to unschool can also throw things out one by one and adjust gradually to a new way of life. So yes, I've believe that we should be unschooling. I can see the fruits in our family life and that is enough for me to say that I trust unschooling is working. It's what we should be doing. Now I'm sure that I have talked around this subject, gone back and forth in circles and repeated myself, but I hope some of what I have just said is helpful. There are a number of posts on my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family, about starting unschooling, about all the things that help unschooling, trust, encouragement, getting excited about learning. I invite you to visit my blog, and I'll put links to those blog posts in the program notes. Now, before I sign off today, I just want to talk about this podcast for a moment. It's been almost a year since I started podcasting. It's been a huge learning experience for me. And I think I still have a lot to learn as well. Yeah, I think my podcasts have got a little bit better over the months. But yes, they're not totally professional yet. I could still do a lot better. Now, my podcast subscription is due again next month. And before I renew it, I'm just wondering whether people are interested in listening to further podcasts. Have I run out of things to say? Is anything that I'm saying helpful? I really enjoy sitting here and then mulling over unschooling. But is it worth podcasting about? It's something I've been thinking about. And if you'd like to stop by and give me some feedback, I'd really appreciate that. You can find me on Facebook, on my Stories of an Unschooling Family Facebook page, my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family. And if you'd like to subscribe to this podcast, you can do that through iTunes and you can follow through Podbean. And so until next time, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to my podcast. And I'd like to say, trust, respect, and love unconditionally. Mm-hmm.